It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and Jason Walker. Welcome back to the, uh, you know, to the to the show that we're doing right now. Following the local teams, breaking down the biggest games with in-depth analysis and team interviews. There's going to be much higher expectations, sense of awareness of what uh, we bring to the table. Join the show by calling into 435-752-1069 or text 435-339-0321. It's the Full Court Press. Throws, yes! Touchdown! I did it! Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Full Court Press. Jason Walker here with you, and uh, Eric Franson is uh, out of town. But fear not, because we have found a replacement for uh, Eric Franson. I have with me Jacob Nielsen. Uh, I don't know if I can give you a short introduction with all the different things you do with sports. Uh, definitely very involved around here in Cache Valley Sports. I'll, I'll let you give yourself the introduction. Yeah, so it's a pleasure to be on here, Jason. Uh, you know, long-time listener, first-time participant on the <laughs> show, you know. Um, so I do a lot of stuff for different publications, KSL, Herald Journal. I'm also a student at the university, still trying to get my degree. You know a little bit about that, <laughs> yeah. the, the long drag of yeah, it's, it's, the it bachelor de- of the undergrad degree. But, yeah. you know, happy to be on talking, uh, talking local sports. This is what it's about. Yeah, a lot going on. Uh, I've got Utah Jazz stuff, got, you know, We'll talk a little bit about men's basketball. I want to kind of get, you know, you coming on, I want to talk a little more because I want to get your opinion on some of the basketball stuff. Because uh, we've had some conversations, so I want to get your opinion on it. Uh, the women's basketball team plays tomorrow. They unofficially, officially start uh, tomorrow. Uh, they have an exhibition game against Fort Lewis, uh, Fort Lewis College. Uh, also, we'll maybe talk some of, there's at least one thing in the NBA I kind of want to talk about. Um, I don't know if controversy is the right word. It's just kind of interesting. It's a question of sportsmanship. We, we talking um, a little Steve Nash here and his little tantrum, or uh, no? Oh, is that, did I miss something else? No, it's <laughs> it's Pacers Bulls. Ooh. That's that it. It's the ending of that game, which it was a blowout, but there's something that happened at the end. So we'll we'll get to that. Now we'll also talk uh, reluctantly on my part. Major League Baseball. Jacob <laughs> wanted to talk about that, and since Eric would have talked about it, I figured it was fitting. That since he couldn't be here, we'd we'd allow Jake to bring in his passion for baseball. We can talk the World Series, which starts tomorrow, right? That's right. Phillies and Astros. So we'll definitely talk about that. And then some NFL as well. You know, what's going on? We're approaching halfway uh, halfway point of the season. There's not really, I guess there's kind of an official halfway. It's week nine now, I guess, because it used to be 17 weeks. So there wasn't a halfway. Now we kind of have one, but I think we're in week eight now. I think. Something like that. So we're getting into the meat of it. We'll, we'll talk some, you know, what's going on, what surprises there have been, what surprises have kind of stayed surprises. So we had this conversation a few weeks ago. So we'll talk a little bit about that. But first, the Utah Jazz. Uh, I don't know what's going on with the Jazz. Um... <laughs> It's just weird that they started 3-0, then they lose to the Rockets. Now they beat the Rockets. So, I guess, have you been following the Jazz very closely? Oh, of course. Yeah. yeah. You know, the the high school group chat, it's dead all season long, all year long, and then all of a sudden the Jazz get out to a 4-1 start, and it's just blowing up. Just kids I haven't talked to in 
two years just blowing up my phone. The Jazz, they're supposed to tank, but they're winning these games. So, yeah. of course, I'm dialed in. How can you not be with how fun this team's been so far this year? So there was one clip I wanted to play. Um, so it was uh, Malik Beasley. They had their media availability. Uh, it was either today or yesterday. And he's almost clapping back at that narrative of, oh, this team's supposed to be bad. So here's what uh, Malik Beasley was saying. Uh, yeah, Coach did a great job explaining that this morning. He's tired of going, looking at media or even his friends telling him, wow, you guys are winning. This is crazy. No, it's not crazy. This is, we're not even playing well and we're still winning. Uh, we're, if you look at the spacing and then look at the um, the ways we play, like we still have to make a lot of mistakes, but we all make it up for each other on defense or offense, you know, passing, making an extra pass, uh, taking a foul at the end of the game. Mike Conley, when he took that foul, um, on, on Rudy Goldberg. Um, so just little plays like that make a huge difference. What's the message there? Was that, is that Will that you're talking about? Yes, coach. Is the message there like, hey, I'm tired of them being surprised? Yeah, we're, we're tired of people being surprised. He, he said that uh, all the good teams are getting in rhythm and, and we're not even in rhythm. So we're a good team too. And that's his message and I'll, I'll stand by it 100%. We're, we're not just a team out here just playing. We're, we're here to get wins. So my number t- number one takeaway from that clip is the fact that Malik Beasley said Rudy Gobert. <laughs> He's got to put some respect on the name of the three-time defensive player of the year. Yeah, it was like that one guy. It was some guy. I, I can't remember what he was doing, but he was like, I don't know, doing some NBA 2K, and he was pulling like cards or something like that, and he pulled like Rudy Gobert, and he was like, Rudy Gobert? Or maybe he was reacting to like NBA 2K ratings that were being released. I can't remember the exact context, but it was just this guy like, Rudy Gobert? So that's just what it reminded me of. But still, you know, it kind of goes with these players where, you know, all the fans are thinking, okay, we're tanking, we're tanking. seems like the GM's doing this, you know, the typical stealth tank where you trade away all your good players and, you know, you, you have a purposefully bad team. And so the GM's trying to tank and the fans want the team to tank, but the players and coaches, that's not what they're doing. They want to win, so Malik Beasley, obviously, he's kind of mad. They know the narrative, and they're kind of mad about it. Yeah, and I mean, a lot of these players have a lot of seasons under their belt, and guys like Beasley and Mark Cannon and Kelly Olenek, these are guys that have played on good teams before and have produced on good teams, so it's it's not like it's just a group. It doesn't look like the Spurs roster, where you look at the Spurs and you're like, even them, they're getting some wins early, which is shocking as well. So maybe not the best uh, comparison, but that's a roster you look at and you're like, yeah, they're not winning any games. And this roster doesn't have any of the star power, but you have a lot of depth on it still, and you just look up and down the lineup, and there's just a lot of guys that can play basketball that came in through some of these trades. And I think we overlooked that a little bit when they were all announced in the summer. Yeah, I think we we, we did overlook them because there's a lot of good rotation players that, we didn't expect to be able to step up into good roles, but they are. You know, Larry Markkinen doing really well there. Um, Mike Conley, all, all, he's been in the leading role, so he's still doing what he's doing. Then um, Kelly Olynyk, he kind of stepped into a bigger role a little bit with the when he was with the Rockets. Of course, that was another team where he was on a really bad team and he was scoring a bunch of points and whatnot. Um, so yeah, there are guys who can definitely uh, perform and kind of outperforming or maybe they weren't maybe they were just always kind of held back by their roles that's definitely a possibility 
Um, if you guys want to text in about the Jazz or any of the topics we're going to talk about today, you can text in at 435-339-0321. We had one text come in a little bit before the show, uh, 7966. He's asking if the podcast from yesterday's show, uh, he's asking if it's if it's up yet. Uh, it's not. Um, Eric being out of town, it's normally his responsibility to post the show and I probably should have taken over that responsibility with him going out of town, but I kind of forgot about it. So uh, that's on me. I'll probably see if I can put it up tomorrow along with this show. Um, I'll have to ask Eric for help on that one because I haven't done it yet. So still new here. So we'll try and get those podcasts of previous shows up. If you guys want to look at any of the previous shows from earlier in the week, you can check those out at 1069thefan.com. We did have another text, and you're already taking some flack, Jake. (laughs) <laughs> 4781 he says did Jake just pronounce Markinen as Markinen hey listen here's the dealio I'm traditionally a print journalist type I don't have to worry about pronunciation <laughs> don't have to worry about how I say things as long as it's spelled right so get thrown on here and it's a whole new ball game so yeah bring the heat I, I want every bit of it but yeah you know I gotta I gotta work on my Finnish pronunciation I think yeah so and uh 471 he says okay i forgive you oh, thank you which and i understand it too like when you mentioned like he all says for now <laughs> <laughs> see you've, you've got to learn i'm now. on thin ice <laughs> but yeah i i do understand that, that where you know we have to learn how to spell names and learn how to type them fast um even these really weird names like you know learning how to type atetekumpo and or all the different names you know utah state where you, you learn how to spell them but you don't know how to say them and the one thing I've I've said plenty of times is, you know, it, it's great that the game is getting international and you get a lot of different people from a lot of diverse countries, backgrounds, ethnicities, and whatnot. It does make it a lot harder for me, you know, <laughs> to pronounce their names because used to be everyone was named Russell and Chamberlain and Ruth and, and Jeter and all these different names that were pretty easy to say, and now it's... Giannis Atetokounmpo, Victor Wimbanyama, Laurie Markkinen, which, again, it's brought a lot of great players into sports, which is wonderful. There's just that small downside for us to have to actually say their names out loud. Well, it's even happened on a smaller level just with Utah State. We just used to pronounce Carol and Merrill. Yeah. <laughs> and now it's, is it Keda or Keda? I spent three yeah. years covering the dude, and I still can't tell you which one it was. Yeah, I'm still not sure either, because I heard it both ways. Shimon Zapala? Yeah, that's, that, that took that's me a minute. tough one. Well, the other year, uh, Raleigh Wooster. I spent the entire off season thinking his name was Worcester. It's just like Worcester sauce, yeah. Yeah, and it's just like, no, it's Wooster. Okay, and he's that's even an English name. Like I, That's the foreign land of Montana, though. <laughs> they do things different up there, man. They do things different. So, yeah, and I'm still, at this point, trying to figure out uh, Dan Akin. I don't know if it's Dan Akin or Akin or Akin or I don't know for sure. Well, it's it's uh, Don Akin because he's British, right? <laughs> yeah, he is British. That was my best <laughs> attempt at a British accent. I don't know. You, you might be on strike two now. Oh, man. <laughs> we'll see. But anyway, so I guess I guess with the Jazz, um, I guess, I guess the question is, are the Jazz a good team? Is that a question we can answer at this point? Are they a good team? The the sample size is too small, I think. I don't know. I they have they started three and zero against three probable playoff teams, so yeah, potentially. That that's the thing that 
made me question is because, yeah, you mentioned the three teams. You know, the, the Timberwolves, Nuggets, and uh, uh, the, the Pelicans. Pelicans. Not necessarily in that order. Um, and they beat them. Teams that I know at least two of those are at least kind of expected preseason to maybe be not just playoff teams, but home court advantage playoff teams. And the Pelicans were kind of expected to be in that in that playoff range as well. Maybe not top four, but at least in the playoffs. So it's like, they beat those three. They did pretty good. And then, you know, you can kind of say, well, the Rockets game was fatigue. It was, you know, back-to-back. And I think it was like third game in five days or something like that. Or maybe third game in four days. They've now played, you know, after beating the Rockets uh, yesterday, it's four games in six days for them. So they, they had pretty rough stretch there where they were playing a lot. So maybe you can say that's fatigue and, and then maybe say, all right, well, this team is good. No, but, the, I mean, the back-to-back end of a road trip, that was their first loss to the Rockets, and it's still still a close game, six-point game. And the Rockets, I thought that the first game of the back-to-back that they played against Houston, I thought the Rockets played really well. I'm looking right now. I, for some reason, I thought that they shot just – the roof out of the place in the Toyota Center, and that's not quite the case. They were only 11 to 35, 31%. But that was a game where it just felt like every time the Jazz tried to make a push, Houston just matched it, right? And so then last night, it's kind of maybe a similar thing. The Jazz kind of had a hold of that game. They were up big, and then Houston just kept making plays and coming back in that one. Yeah, and I think the Jazz have had a couple of games where they let the team back in. I know against the Pelicans, they had the big lead, kind of let them back in. Maybe shades of last year's team for some reason, even though there's a lot of uh, new players. But I guess the difference is they've generally pulled it out. You know, they pulled out against the Pelicans. They, you know, won in overtime against the Timberwolves. And then they beat the Rockets, held them off. So it was kind of interesting in that case. I own that first game, they guess, I guess they just let Kevin Porter Jr. and, and Jalen Green just go off. Um, Jalen Green, every time I watch Jalen Green, I'm just surprised by how quick he is. It's insane. The guy's just got serious get-up-and-go. Um, although he's kind of an inconsistent shooter, I think, at this point in his career. But, yeah, I think they just had a game where they just let a couple guys get hot, and they were tired, and then they were a little more in control, being at home. Still maybe a little tired, which may explain why they were still sort of letting the Rockets stay in the game for a lot of it. But I think overall, I mean, in the small sample size we have, they're equivalent to a playoff team. Now, we have a long ways to go, but we'll see. Anyway, we got a few more texts rolling in, 4781. Texting in again, say, if the Jazz make it out of the next 14 games with an 8-6 and six record or better, I think we can say they are pretty good. And, you know, I, I'm definitely inclined to agree because their early schedule is rough. Um, they, they play a lot of playoff teams. Their next game is against the Nuggets again, and they just keep playing a bunch of playoff teams they have probably one of the hardest schedules, like, all the way through December. Well, it's brutal. I mean, they go back to Denver, and then what's waiting for them on the other side? Jean Moran and the Grizz. they got to play the Memphis Grizzlies back-to-back games. And it's just uh, the Clippers come after that, and they, they do get the Lakers in there, which is looking like that's... Uh, yeah, that's looking a little easier. That, that's looking a little easier. <laughs> you know, the whole joke with the Lakers is, is they were going to tank too, but they don't have their draft pick this year. So they're going <laughs> to... Pelicans got it. The Pelicans Pelicans feeling absolutely great. 
about that that came from the Anthony Davis trade a few years ago, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the thing is it, it, it's kind of a shame from from our perspective that the Lakers won that title in the bubble because it completely justifies that trade. If they don't win that championship, holy cow, heads would probably have already rolled by now. Because it, there would have been no justification for that trade. You're mortgaging your future, and they're still trying to figure out something. You know, there, there's Laker fans that are trying to dig up trades for Russell Westbrook that don't involve them sending all of their picks. You know, their 2027-2029 picks, which at this point are looking valuable. Because it may be the Lakers, you know, in the top five of the lottery in both those seasons. Potentially. So, the Lakers are lucky they got that championship. So otherwise, it would have been nuts. No, they uh, they got to be pleased about that. But I mean, you could still have the conversation. It was it was a bubble championship, an asterisk, yeah. right? I mean, they weren't playing in front of fans. They, you know, they had three months off for, to to get their team rested and healthy. You could make a. I, I'm no Lakers hater here. I mean, maybe a little bit. Maybe a little. Bit. <laughs> maybe a little bit. But you know, they had. They didn't have to go through the battle of an 82 game season and then into a playoff they had an extended break in there and I think that for a team with LeBron James and just some of the veterans they had on that roster I I think that that was the best thing for them and I I don't think they even win that year if not for the bubble yeah and I think especially for Anthony Davis because he's been kind of the linchpin for whether or not the Lakers are good or not because when he's been kind of that old Anthony Davis we saw mostly with the Pelicans then that was when the Lakers were at their best. They were like, I think they were like the number one seed that year. They were doing good in the regular season. But like so many other years with Anthony Davis on the Lakers, he keeps getting injured. But they were able to keep him healthy with that long extended break. So, Yeah, when you're uh, built with uh, popsicle sticks and hot glue <laughs> stuck together, you know, that's what it feels like with Anthony Davis. And Anthony Davis is supposed to be like the best player in the league and he just feels like he's completely washed up now and he's still on the right side of 30 I'm pretty sure and he just feels like an old again washed up (laughs) it's kind of sad because I have nothing against Anthony Davis except for the fact that he's now on the Lakers so um got some more text coming in 5452 says what is going on where Eric and Ajay the takeover is complete. We've successfully uh, pushed out. Yeah, Eric the Ajay. Utah Statesman is fully taken over. <laughs> there we KBNU. go. The old Utah Statesman guys. That's how it is. It's where it's where we got our start. Now we're here. I don't know if I want to say started at the bottom. I don't know if the Utah <laughs> Statesman's the bottom. Hey, you got to start somewhere. Yeah, you got to start somewhere. It's really good for a student paper. You know, there's a lot of places that don't quite match that. A lot of good coverage there. So... Uh, so a few more texts, uh, 4781. Uh, says, watch the Jazz beat the Grizzlies back-to-back with a point margin of 30. <laughs> that would just be the thing, right? Just blow out the Grizzlies because, you know, what else do we need for a crazy season? Why not? Yeah, just just why not? What? Why not at this point? We've already thrown the tank out the window. Why don't we just go to the finals? I, I don't know what I would do if the Jazz somehow made it like the Western Conference Finals or Having read the, the finals themselves, like, like, <laughs> I'd probably just laugh. There's nothing else I could do. Just be like, this was supposed to be our worst season ever. 
just the bit that just it just kept going. Yeah. It's like it's like when uh, was it Leicester City or however you say that the Premier League team, the like That's thousand right. to one odds, and they they win the table. <laughs> Nuts. Um, five two five four says uh, I'm not exactly sure what this says. Rune, let's go to a jazz game. That might be a buddy of mine, trying to. Oh. Yeah, I might have some friends listening in. <laughs> you just might. Got some shooters out there. <laughs> five two five four also says uh, also eighty hasn't been a reliable option since the bubble. Yeah, that's kind of saying he's good in the bubble, and he's just been broken down ever since. I don't know. Can't have everything. Lakers spent like two seasons trying to bring Anthony Davis. They finally got him, got one championship, and nothing else. And they sold their souls for him. Hey, but, I mean, a fan base like the Lakers probably wouldn't take that, but the Jazz would take something like that. Yeah, the Toronto Raptors certainly took theirs. And the they Jazz, certainly did. Jazz would as well, but when you're Lakers and you have all those banners, one is never enough. Uh, 9938, uh, he says, I find it funny LeBron can't hype his team this year. He did it last year, and it bit him in the butt. Yeah, like when he was... Like that, that preseason tweet, like, you know, keep that same energy and all that stuff. That's right. Yeah, right now the Lakers are, uh, at least through four games, you know, they're 0-4, and they're, at this point, on pace to be the worst shooting team in history. So, yeah. I have a fundamental question about Russell Westbrook. Excuse right. me, Westbrook. <laughs> you know, I know he's never traditionally been a great shooter, and he's now far past his prime, and the poor guy, it's we're going to tell our kids that Russell Westbrook used to be the most exciting, dynamic player in the NBA, and they're not going to believe us because his lasting legacy is just going to be just these sloppy highlights from his time at the Lakers. Yeah, maybe we'll see. I don't know. It's kind of how like a lot of legends go out. They go out usually hobbling up and down the court, and then maybe they go out in a... I almost used a phrase that probably would have been inappropriate uh, for uh, Kobe Bryant. <laughs> you know, because he went out well, 60 points. Um, you know, and, and so that was, you know, his ending uh, to his career. So he did well. You know, John Elway goes know. out. He with, did kind of milk the last six seasons of his career, though. Yeah, but still, he goes out. You know, everyone can say, okay, 60 points. They know that he certainly struggled. Um, but for most people, you know, Carmelo Anthony... You know, what is he now? He's, at best, a spark bench scorer. He's still with the Lakers, isn't he? I don't know what he's doing these days. Um, But it took him several years to finally admit to himself what he was. He wasn't, you know, 27 points per game mellow. I'm not sure if he's come to that realization yet. I think that he's just... (laughs) Just the coaching staff just... Just, He just does what he's told now. (laughs) Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, there's just a lot of players that go out on a low note because they can't play anymore. Tom Brady's starting to go through that now. He's he might have finally hit the wall. Um, we'll see if he accepts that. Um, but I, I think Westbrook, his legacy will endure. Will he'll be the you know the triple double king? Um, and it depends on like whether or not somebody else is able to replicate because triple doubles are starting to come. Are, they're starting to become more common. You know, more players are doing them more so than they used to. 
you know, we're increasing the pace and we're starting to have more heliocentric, you know, stars where they're also passing. And that helps them get the, uh, the other end of that triple-double. But if nobody else really does the same thing Westbrook does, I think he'll go down kind of in a similar way as Oscar Robertson did. Where I don't really remember anything that Robertson did, even though I think he won an NBA title, if I remember correctly. But they, you know, he's remembered for that one season where he averaged a triple-double. And Russell Westbrook will be remembered for like the two seasons that he did it. So we'll, we'll see. But obviously all of us will remember these days. We got a text from 4781. The Jazz gifted Kobe that 60-point game. I actually agree with that. Um, that season, correct me if I'm wrong, but the Jazz were at the cusp of making the playoffs, right? And then they lost a game to the Clippers, I want to say, at home yeah, right like before the, that Lakers game. It was like the Clippers, all their like second team. They, were ben- they benched all their guys because I think they'd clinched a playoff seed. Yeah, so and the Jazz, the Jazz were up big in that game too, and they they blew it down the stretch, and so they came they came into L.A. the Staples Center, just heartbroken, just they're just totally gut wrenched because they thought they had a shoe in the playoffs and they blew it, and they kind of just they were like, all right, have at it, Kobe. Yes, that's the thing is I can never feel good about that Kobe game because it came against the Jazz because I was so frustrated by it. It's just like, I can't go back and watch because like, that shouldn't have happened. And then the Gordon Hayward, the free throw violation. Do you remember this? No, I don't. To where, I, I hope I'm not making something up. But with the in the fourth quarter, when Kobe was shooting free throws, Gordon Hayward stepped over the line. And I believe Kobe made it. But it looked like Hayward purposely did it. So if he missed it, he'd get another, another shot to... To get the, <laughs> the point margin. Come on, Hayward. Stop sucking up to other guys. Yeah. Just nuts. Um, have another text, and it's related to something I said yesterday. It said, maybe the Lakers need to wear Jason's sweat drenched sweatband. Surely it is a lucky sweatband. So I, I brought this up yesterday because we were talking about playing, I think about back-to-backs. I mentioned that um, when I was like in high school, I played back-to-back, like, rec league games like right like it, it, on the same day back, double header and by the end i had a, i was wearing a sweatband i was able to literally wring it out <laughs> and so it became <laughs> seven nine nine four you can see some of his earlier texts uh i should tell you though that sweatband was not lucky we lost both of those games so Ooh. not lucky that's tough back-to-back <laughs> losses i know in the second one yeah, it was kind of a. Uh, we were probably more tired than we were willing to admit, and because the first one was close, and the second one we hung with them, and then just kind of faded away, and they 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 pulled away. So, so that 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 sweatband was not lucky. So, shouldn't do it. You know, Jason. I will say though, I've played pickup basketball with you at different churches around campus in the past couple of years, and you know, I you're a workhorse out there, <laughs> getting up and down the court. You're a warrior. I don't think you need a, a lucky sweatband. <laughs> I still try and wear the sweatband sometimes. <laughs> or, yeah. I don't know. I wouldn't call myself a workhorse because a lot of times I get tired because I'm <laughs> a little out of shape. I, my, it comes in spurts. Um, so 4781, uh, he he's confirming your, uh, you weren't making it up about okay. Hayward because he, he, uh, he says Hayward did it on purpose. So I think, I think your story is accurate. 
Um, we're going to take a quick, quick break, though. We'll get back to some of your texts. Um, then we'll get into maybe some more NBA. Then got a lot of stuff about Utah State football, Utah State basketball. We'll get all of that going here in the first hour. But first, uh, a break on 106.9 The Fan. Fall is in the air and it's getting colder. Make sure your vehicle is well maintained. Valvoline Instant Oil Change in Logan across from Angie's can help. As the weather turns colder, your car needs more babying and an oil change is easy. They'll change your oil and also check other fluid levels and replace your air filters if needed. The best thing, you can stay in your car while their trained professionals service your vehicle. Valvoline Instant Oil Change, 695 North Main, open seven days a week. You've been putting up with a dirty, dusty wood stove for years. Why haven't you changed it? Go to Advanced Fireplace and Stove in Logan. Look through their showroom for ideas on quadrifier pellet and wood stoves and heat and glow gas fireplaces. They have several demos in place so you can see firsthand how your project will look. And you can trust the pros at Advanced Fireplace and Stove. They'll do the job right. Advanced Fireplace and Stove, 752-7272. Online at Advanced Fireplace and Stove. Advanced Heating and AC, the two-time gold medal winner in Best in Northern Utah. They're teaming up with Carrier Heating and Cooling. Carrier provides you the best furnace units available. And now's the best time to buy a new unit before the weather turns Cash Valley cold. Financing options are available. Turn to the experts at Advanced Heating and Carrier. Advanced Heating and Air Conditioning, 752-7272. Or stop by their showroom west of DI. And online at advancedheating-ac.com. We're not comfortable until you are. Advanced Heating and Air. This is James Stevens with White Pine Funeral Services. We are humbled by and grateful for the tremendous support we have been shown since opening our doors nearly two years ago. So we just want to say thank you. On behalf of everyone at White Pine, first and foremost, thank you for allowing us the honor and privilege of serving you and caring for your loved ones. Additionally, thank you for voting White Pine the best mortuary in Cache Valley in both 2021 and 2022. White Pine Funeral Services. Thermo Fisher Scientific is hiring for their manufacturing, distribution, and warehouse team. And that's great news for anyone seeking a rewarding career. Thermo Fisher offers positions across multiple shifts, competitive compensation, health benefits, paid time off, bonuses, and an excellent work environment. Help Thermo Fisher make the world healthier, cleaner, and safer. Visit job.thermofisher.com and search Logan. Thermo Fisher Scientific is an equal opportunity employer. This is The Herd. Attention listeners. With Colin Cowherd. Dak Prescott makes $40 million a year, and it cannot beat good teams since his rookie year. Here is Dak Prescott versus playoff teams in his career. 12-21. and 21. What is he, Kirk Cousins on Monday Night Football? Oh, wait. That's actually what I've compared him to the last two years. This is The Herd. Weekdays from 10 to 1 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. The new Valvoline Instant Oil Change is across from Andrews. Angie's. Across from Angie's on Main Street in Logan, Valvoline Synthetic and Valvoline Max Life are the engine oil your vehicle loves. It's actually where I get my oil change usually. I need to go get my oil change, so. You know, I went there last time I got my oil changed, actually. Yeah. It's a good place. I remember going there right when they opened up. It's It's been years, so I think, since, they, since they've opened up. But anyway, so I want to talk a little bit of 
a little more NBA. Well, I do need to read this text from 7994. Still on my, uh, apparently, my sweatband. It says then, you talk about how it wasn't lucky because I lost both the games I played in with where I, it got really soaked. So 7994 suggests, then please pass that sweatband to the Lakers. And unfortunately, I think that sweatband is long gone. This was probably 12 years ago. So, it always amazed me how long it's been since I've been in high school, which I know for some people, they've it's been longer for them, but I've already hit the 10-year anniversary. Go to your 10-year reunion? I completely forgot, and I, didn't, I don't think they were able to get in contact with me because I never got a notification from it. I don't know if they were able to find me or if they didn't care, but I did not go to it. So... The, the kid from high school that works in media yeah, the, the one is guy, uncontactable. The, the one guy who actually has, I have something of a public presence. It's not a very big one, but I have one. <laughs> but I, I'd completely forgotten about it because it was actually this summer. Graduated in 2012. And so in like, you know, June or thereabouts, I imagine it's when they probably would have had one. But I, and I'm not on Facebook, so maybe they tried to contact me there if they did. That was actually probably where they did it. But I'm on Facebook like once every five months. You gotta log in, see if uh, <laughs> see if you got an invite or not. I should probably go all the way back to all the messages and see if there's one from somebody. But my graduating class was also like 600 people. There's a lot of us. Oh, you were a dart, huh? Yeah, it's Davis High. So there, there's a lot of us. Um, four seven eight one. Uh, he texts and said the Jazz are winning most likely because Conley got rid of his sweatpants. <laughs> <laughs> What have I done? <laughs> and we got Royce O'Neal. He has his sweatband, so, you know. That's right. I remember there was one game where was Le- LeBron James was facing against the Spurs when he was with Miami, and he lost his sweatband. It came off, and they went on a run and won the game. So we, got, we might have something going here. Get rid of the sweatband. Get rid of the sweatbands. Except it worked bad for, mojo. Except it worked for Joe Ingles, though. Headband Joe Ingles. Had banjo, yeah, against the, against the Trailblazers, right? Yeah, I can't remember exactly who it was, but yeah, just something because he had like his head cut or something like that. Had to get it wrapped up. Yeah, a little bit more of like a, a bandage. Yeah, like a bandage sweatband than a more of a cotton one, but yeah. So there's one thing I wanted to bring up. I want to get your opinion, um, maybe some of your guys' opinion on this. So last night in what was I'm sure the game of the night that everyone wanted to watch, Pacers Bulls. You know, headliner there. Uh, Bulls end up winning that game 124 to 109. But with uh, the end of the game, the Bulls had the ball. They were dribbling out the clock. Shot clock was off. Um, so, uh, who, who was that had the ball? Um, Dalen Terry of the Bulls. I don't know if I'm pronouncing these names right, so I'm now. <laughs> I've seen them written down, but I don't know if I'm saying them right. Uh, so, he was dribbling out the ball just a little past half court, you know, doing his thing. And he's being nominally guarded by uh, rookie Benedict Mathurin. He was the sixth overall pick this last draft. So he's just entering his first season just a few games in. Well, he's standing there nonchalant, you know, like I said, nominally guarding him. But then all of a sudden he, like, snaps into action, steals the ball, and then runs down and attempts to lay He's actually fouled in the process by Terry. Uh, and then... Uh, there's a camera shot of him, you know, he's shooting his free throws, and one of the Bulls players is giving him guff, and he's, like, pointing at the scoreboard. And you can hear him, or see him mouthing, it's not over, or something to that effect. So it's like, 
I don't know, is this unsportsmanlike of him to, uh, I don't know, I have my opinion, but I want to hear what you have to say. Like, is this unsportsmanlike of him to do something like that? I mean, this is one of those classic sports unwritten rule things, you know, just let the ball dribble out. But you know what? I, th- I think that's all crap, right? I, you know, played till the final whistle. Absolutely. One of the best clips ever is, I think it was Stephen F. Austin. They were playing Kansas in a game a couple years back. And they were down by 30. And the SFA guy steals the ball similar to this clip. And he goes down, just throws just monster dunk down. And I'm like, when else is he going to have a chance to throw down a dunk in Allen Fieldhouse? Like, of course he should have done that. And I feel the same thing here. This kid coming out of Arizona, he's a rookie. And he's probably, I don't know his role on the team, but, you know, he's trying to play as hard as he can and make a name for himself in the NBA. So, yeah, go after that ball. Get your points. Get your bag. So I have the opposite (laughs) opinion uh, on this one. Because, you know, there's certain unwritten rules that I think are bullcrap. Like the most of the ones in baseball you know, involving, like, if you hit it, you know, I'm all for the bat flip and the staring your home run down. Maybe don't stare down the pitcher. That's maybe at least don't stare him down too much. Maybe glance at him. But, like, you know, enjoy your own work. Maybe you can get away with a little bit of showing up the opponent because I'm sometimes a fan of in the NBA. They dunk on a guy, then they, you know, look at him and, you know, flex. You know, Go Barry used to do that a lot. And get that a little bit because, you know, you've done something cool and, you're not being too disrespectful of the opponent, but in this case, the Bulls are being sportsmanlike and deliberately not going for more points. They could say, "All right, we want to we want to win by 30." They were up 27. Let's hit a three and go up by 30. They didn't do that. And and this kid, you know, I don't even know if he's 20 years old yet. Maybe he is. I didn't look up his age, but you know, he's a rookie. I guess he was like I think he was two years at Arizona, so he's probably 20 or 21. He was born June 19th, 2002. He's Jeez. 20 years old. 20 years young. There you go. So, this 20-year-old kid, or barely adult, is you know, he's trying to make a name for himself. He's trying to, you know, disrupt everything. Oh, I'm not like these old veterans. I'm the new guy, you know. I'm the, the new greatest player. And he's trying to, you know, develop his brand of never give up. And it's not over till it's over. And, I don't know, just, this is not how you do it. Like, there's better ways to show your never-say-die attitude than by you know, stealing the ball and attempting a layup so you can go down 25 instead of 27 with eight seconds to go. So so not a classy move, you think? No, it's especially more of the fact that the Bulls, you know, they're dribbling out the clock. Don't spit on another person's sportsmanship. You know, if they had the ball and it was the last possession, he goes in and he throws down a hammer dunk because they just had the ball, okay, whatever. You're still playing hard and you have the ball. But don't don't do that when they're showing sportsmanship to you. No, nah, I, I see what you're saying, especially the fact that the, the Bulls had waved the white flag. I guess they were winning, so that's... They were, the, they were pulling out the victory they, cigars. That's, they were pulling out the victory cigars. But I, from purely an entertainment point of view, which is, which is what you want to see, it's great. I think it's great for the sport. I mean, we're talking about it. It's great for the sport. It's sports really media. entertaining. It is entertaining. So I'm all for it. I just think it's... It's entertaining in the same way a car crash is. It's like, yeah, you don't like it, but you're going to talk about it. So, all right, we're going to take another quick break, uh, and then we'll be back. We'll talk, uh, probably talk a little bit of uh, Utah State football, what we're trying to see out of the bye week from them. So we'll be back 
after this on 106.9 The Fan. S.E. Needham Jewelers is where Utah gets engaged. We offer a large selection of personalized service and extraordinary benefits with our Integrity Price Guarantee. At match quality, you'll find our prices to be as low or lower than any store in the state. We consistently beat any 50 to 70% off sales, internet pricing, or so-called wholesale deals. In fact, we even price our diamonds at internet pricing. So you'll get S.E. Needham quality at internet prices. Open Monday through Saturday, 10 to 7, where Utah gets engaged. S.E. Needham Jewelers, middle of the block, at the sign of the clock. Did you know that we have the largest appliance parts inventory in northern Utah and southern Idaho? If you're a handy person and need a part to finish your repair, chances are we have that part in stock and at a competitive price. Hi, I'm Jeff, a manager here at Daryl's, your one-stop appliance shop for sales, service, and parts. Serving all of northern Utah and southern Idaho for over 52 years, Daryl's, west on Airport Road, open until 6 on weekdays and 5 p.m. on Saturdays. Holiday parties and events at the Riverwoods Conference Center offer a festive and fun holiday atmosphere. Paired with catering from the Elements Restaurant, your special occasion can include tasty hors d'oeuvres, delicious entrees, and decadent desserts that always deliver excellence. Now accepting reservations for the 2022 holiday season, the Riverwoods Conference Center and Elements Restaurant can accommodate you whether your event is large or small. Visit theriverwoods.com or call 750-5151. I think I can. I think I can. Do you feel like you're chugging up the inflation mountain? This is Zach with HSA Depot, and we can help. Did you know that you can save as much as 30% by using your pre-tax income to buy qualifying medical supplies? Health savings accounts can be used for more than just doctor visits and prescriptions. HSA Depot helps you conquer your inflation mountain and your health care by providing eligible products. Come to HSA Depot next to Sally Beauty and see how much you can save. HSA Depot, five-star review. Saturday on Compass Media Network's coverage of NCAA football. Big Ten powerhouses collide as the second-ranked Ohio State Buckeyes take on the 13th-ranked Penn State Nittany Lions. Hi, it's Greg Daniels. Join Tiki Barber and me for all the action as C.J. Stroud and the Buckeyes face a tough road test against Sean Clifford and the Nittany Lions. It's number two Ohio State and number 13 Penn State. If it's NCAA football, it's right here. Saturday morning beginning at 9.30 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, and streaming at 1069thefan.com. My husband had a a gun. Him and his friends would go shooting. When he stored the gun, he didn't know. In a million years, we never thought that Emily could. There's a hole in our family that can never, ever be filled. 65 Americans a day die by gun suicide. Safe gun storage saves lives. Learn more at infamilyfire.org. Brought to you by Brady and the Ad Council. Talking the sports you care about. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Welcome back, Full Court Press. Jason Walker and our guest host, Jacob Nielsen, on for this show. Glad to have him on in lieu of uh, Eric Franson. He was off, out of town, doing who knows what at this point. He was complaining about uh, the airline service industry earlier via Twitter. Was he? Yes. I didn't I didn't check to see what he said. I'll have to go back and make fun of him for it. Something about Spirit Airline or Southwest or something. <laughs> something. Typical old people. Yeah. <laughs> Come on his show just just, just, just start bag on him. <laughs> Trying to get a job. <laughs> 
So, uh, I mentioned we talked about Utah State football, and uh, I'll say, some, unfortunately, I'd, I'd like to be able to talk about Utah State in the bye week, you know, what we want to see from them. Uh, that was the plan for today. Uh, we may still end up doing that, but there is a story that came off the press around noon, right in the middle of lunch, or right at the start, depending on when you have your lunch. Um, Salt Lake Tribune doing some reporting on a lawsuit that was filed against Utah State um, by a former Utah State football player, Patrick Maddox. Uh, he was a linebacker. Uh, was here three years at Utah State, redshirted in 2019, uh, played in like four games in 2020, sparingly, mostly special teams, I think. And then 2021, he played in six games, uh, missed, he played sparingly in those. Um, and then he, he missed, I think, the entire back half of the season with an injury. So he, he filed a lawsuit because, uh, I guess, the, the, the long and short of it is, uh, I guess I should provide this context. So there in 2021, right around the L.A. Bowl, there was an audio released um, and the Tribune reported on it. Is it the Tribune the broker, or is it? Yeah, it was the Tribune. Okay. They know KSL did reporting on it, too, I believe. Yes, I think they did. Yeah, it's not like Tribune broke yeah, it, Yeah, but the, the Tribune broke, because I think um, Maddox was the one who leaked that audio. I believe he leaked it to the Tribune. And it was about... Uh, it, was, it was a recording of a meeting the Utah State football team had had earlier in the year, in, in August of 2021. And it was about, you know sexual assault and uh and there were some comments made by the the utah state police chief uh who ended up resigning because of those comments um i think his comments were something about you know don't have a relationship with an lds girl because they might regret it and then say it was sexual assault you know he's basically saying that's how it'll how it might happen so he ended up resigning largely because of those comments uh coach anderson also said some comments about uh, how it it has never been more glamorized to be a victim, and the football players would be a target in that regard. So you know, and that kind of blew up because that's not a very good thing to say. You know, don't need to have victim blaming out here, and so that kind of blew up. But it was you know Maddox released that you know quietly, or not like not so much quietly, but he didn't let it let anyone know that it was him but football team seemed to figure it out pretty quickly um and maddox is saying that he got bullied because of it and was eventually basically forced to quit the team because the coaches didn't do anything about it again these are all his allegations and you can go read the the article for yourself on the tribune um and you know i I post this on twitter where i really have to tread lightly with these kind of stories because there are you know if what Maddox is saying is true, there's some not good things that he's alleging. And I have to tread lightly because these kind of one-sided stories are always prone to exaggeration or, you know, the one player sees it one, you know, the, the person alleging these things will say it one, or will interpret it one way and he just believes there was another negative thing where maybe he just misunderstood something. You know, in this case, Maddox feels wronged, and so he's going to view a lot of things in in a negative light. He'll just, it's kind of this self-perpetuating cycle. Oh, there's another thing that I was wronged, and another and another, even though some of these things may have been somewhat innocent. And so it's tricky. 
and it's hard to talk about these. Especially because I, I think it was said by somebody wiser than me that uh, you cannot cut cheese so fine that there are not two sides. Because there's a side for Coach Anderson on this. And unfortunately, that side may not end up being told. Because Utah State's going to try and probably go hush-hush on this. Or at least not say a whole lot. But, yeah, there's... Basically, it boils down to Maddox being ignored in his, you know, attempts to, you know, get relief for what he says he's bullying. He was saying, like, his stuff was vandalized or stolen. Um, he was being threatened, you know, they were threatening to beat him up and all these different things. And he's saying that the coaching staff and administration were unsympathetic or just straight up ignored him. And again, if that's true, that's that's not a good look. So, I don't know. I know you, you read it a little bit before coming on the show. What were your thoughts? Yeah, this is a really serious story. And it was a big deal when this dropped right before the bowl game. And some of the stuff was, hey... Coach Anderson, when he said, got taken out of context. That was kind of the argument from the university. And the police chief, was he resigned, right? And that was taken care of internally. And with Anderson, um, things kind of were resolved with an apology and kind of moved on, right? And what's, what's really interesting about this story is, I think, just the nature of Patrick Maddox. He was a, I mean, he was, he had a role as a captain on the team and he was someone that was well-liked. I had a chance to speak with him in August, just talking football, right? And so he wasn't a guy on the team that is a name that we're going to talk about, but he was a longtime member of the team and a guy that was liked by teammates and stuff. And so if some of the things that he are saying that happened to him, some of these allegations are accurate, first of all, brave for Patrick Maddox to come forward with this, especially with some of the alleged threats that have been imposed toward him but to your point it's there's a lot I think that needs to be uncovered or looked at before we can go on here and start making demands and pointing fingers um, we know that the university with situations like this they're they have a they have a there's a rap sheet right and so this isn't something that can be taken lightly um, and this is I'm sure the university today, this is PR crisis mode, right? Um, but uh, no, it's uh, this is a bombshell for middle of the bye week. You know, we're talking, hey, can this team get to six wins, right? And now something like this, a former player making these accusations that ultimately he said the way he was treated made him feel like he had to leave the team for doing something that he thought was right. And you mentioned Utah State's, uh, you know, rap sheet. I, I'd like to be able to trust the university to handle this internally, to be able to investigate it. Um, and, you know, they had another crisis where, the, you know, the end of the COVID year, 2020, and they had that, you know, deal with the Colorado State game being canceled and the whole thing about that. And I, I felt like they, from what I could gather, it seemed like that one was handled decently well. Um, I don't know if it was handled to satisfaction because it was kind of a we can't exactly figure out what was said so we're just giving up on it but it felt like they maybe at least tried um but in a lot of cases with sexual assault they've not been 
you know, competent. They've been shown to, you know, protect their own and, you know, not do the right thing. And so I don't feel like I can trust Utah State to do the right thing here. Maybe they've changed, but top leadership hasn't changed since the previous allegations and all the other allegations. So I don't know if I can trust them to do the right thing. So it makes and it makes a situation like this harder because, again, I don't want to point fingers. And I don't want to just say, you know, well, they've done wrong in the past, so they've obviously done wrong here. I, I don't ever want to say that because every case is unique. But it, it is just a little frustrating that I don't know if we'll get a good resolution to this. So, again, Utah State's probably not going to even tell their side of the story. I don't know if they'll just try and, and you know, go some other way to handle this PR crisis. Which is frustrating because if you want to get to the bottom of the story, we want to hear Blake Anderson's side of the story. That's how it would get resolved. Or at least, you know, do better in terms of resolution. Um, although, we've gone all too long. We need to take a quick break here because we've got to get in a break. Uh, before the hour we'll uh we'll cut to break here we'll try and finish this up maybe talk a little bit about this in the next hour we'll be back here on 106.9 the fan cash valley ear nose and throat the allergy clinic and hearing aid center are now located in providence and cash valley's newest and most up-to-date medical clinic located at 2245 north 400 east in north logan just south of cash valley hospital the entire staff and dr benyon blotter and robinette look forward to helping you and your family at this state-of-the-art medical facility Cash Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat is now located in Providence and their new office at 2245 North 400 East in North Logan. Go to CashValleyENT.com for details. Most insurance products, including Select Med, are accepted. It's game time, and you're in the locker room ready to take the field. But suddenly, you notice a player you don't recognize. He's wearing your team's jersey, and he even knows your name. But you've never seen him before now. Would you trust this stranger with your team's playbook? That's exactly how phishing scams work. And the first quarter of 2022 saw the highest volume of phishing attacks ever recorded. Protect your business with the Les Olson Security Suite from Les Olson IT. Learn more at lesolson.com. Sunday on Compass Media Network's coverage of the NFL. It's a week eight showdown in the NFC as the Dallas Cowboys host the Chicago Bears. Hi, this is Jerry Recco. Join Kevin Ray, Danny White, myself for all the action as Dak Prescott and the Cowboys go for back-to-back wins. But Justin Fields and the Bears look to play spoiler on the road. Who will come away with the victory? It's the Cowboys and the Bears. If it's the NFL, it's right here. Sunday morning, beginning at 1030 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. This is Nate Lamson with Valley Office Systems, your home team when local matters. Valley Office Systems is your local provider for all things office, copiers, printers, furniture, and document management. Proudly serving Cache Valley since 2007. Visit valleyofficesystems.com. It doesn't matter who you root for. The Full Court Press has all the high school sports covered. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. All right, just wrapping up the first hour. We only have like 20 or 30 seconds. I apologize. We uh, went a little long on a few segments, so we're going to have like a 20-second segment here. Um, and we'll get more into this next hour. We're just going over the uh, lawsuit that's been filed against Utah State. Um, so, again, like I said, we're, we're just about hitting another break, so I apologize for uh, the quick turnaround here. But we'll be back more in the next hour 
uh, with more talk about Utah State football and uh, the lawsuit's been filed. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers have a number of problems. Tom Brady dealing with issues on and off the field. Wide receiver room is all banged up. Offensive line's been hurt. That's a major concern. And the Bucs' issues don't stop there. The offense has been widely criticized for the inability to put up points, just over 17 a game. And that's been pinned on Brady in the offensive line. But the biggest issue may be the running game. There's no denying the NFL's a passing league, but Tampa's running attack if you want to call it an attack, has averaged under 65 yards per game. That could be the lowest mark since 1970 if the trend continues. That's a big issue. Potent running game helps keep pass rushers at bay, and when you lack the weapons on the outside, play-action pass can help that offense get a little separation in the passing game. The problem is no one respects that running game, and until that changes, the offensive struggles will only continue. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise.